Hello there, everyone. Do you dream of going to Mexico? Well, this is the show for you. On today's episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, we're going to be teaching you about Mexico. What to see, what to do, what to eat, where to go, and much more. Uh, so our uh, guest today has a tour company specializing in Mexico, and specifically the central Mexico area. She also uh, is part of a digital magazine, so we're going to be finding about that as well. Uh, so she's currently in Indiana. I'm over here in uh, Medellin, Colombia, and through the miracle of technology we're connecting, talking about not Indiana, not Colombia, but Mexico. So, uh, Trenia, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to share a little bit more about yourself for the people listening and watching. Hi, well, uh, my name is Trina. Um, I'm Francia Travel, and I provide custom itineraries for anyone in the world that wants to come get to know San Miguel de Allende in Mexico. It's in the Central Highlands. And my focus is to get people really connected with the culture and the people and the heart-centered experiences that they can get as a, a traveler versus a tourist. Awesome, so I'd love to hear a little bit of your backstory. Um, you know, what made you super passionate about Mexico yourself? Uh, I went um, a little over 20 years ago for the first time to San Miguel de Allende as a 17-year-old. 17 uh, years old, I went as an exchange student and also with a choir uh, from my local high school and just fell in love with it as an exchange student. And it's just kind of followed me along. It's one of those things where once it's a part of you, it doesn't go away. And um, it's taken me this long to get to the right point in time where I can really let my passion show for it. So uh, how many times have you gone to Mexico over your, you know, you know, since you were 17 onwards? Um, how many trips have you gone done roughly? Um, I have gone probably, um, I had about a 10-year, 12-year period where I didn't go. And then I've been going pretty routinely since then. Uh, went a couple of times prior to that, right afterwards. Awesome. So uh, what are some of your favorites? Besides, uh, you know, obviously you mentioned SMA, uh, San Miguel de Allende. Uh, what about some of the other parts of Mexico that you really love? Um, I love Querétaro for the history that you can see with the aqueducts. Um, the, the downtown part of Querétaro is still very much colonial. Um, as far as other cities that I like in the area, I really have just focused on central Mexico. So um, Guanajuato is beautiful. The, Guanajuato is so full of myths and uh, this incredible tunnel system, which I'm there because <laughs> you can get your car stuck pretty easily. <laughs> Dolores Hidalgo is a tiny little town um, kind of in the middle and it is the second home to Talavera Tiling, which um, originated in Oaxaca. Um, however, the, there are several uh, businesses that do the traditional um, Talavera tiles in Dolores. So I love that too. Well, you know, South America, here in Colombia, but one of our goals in Panama. So, um, you know, that's definitely high on our. Okay, list if you want to call it that. And uh, I have a lot of people who have interviewed who are actually from San Miguel de Allende, especially other traveling families. Uh, there's actually a couple of different world schooling conferences there, and uh, you know, a, a lot of different um, resources and um, facilities and services for expats and traveling families and digital nomads. So I can see why you love it so much. 
um, not firsthand, but from the other people I've interviewed. So I'm curious to know about um, what in particular you like about uh, Central America. Is it the climate, the sightseeing, the food, the people, all of the above, or um, walk us through it. Oh, my favorite part is, if I had to pick one favorite part, it's hands down the style of life that you can ha have even on a small trip. Um, if you were just to take, I wouldn't recommend going for less than seven days, honestly. Um, there's just so much to see and experience. And the people make the trip. Like, the people make the experience. So when you're in central Mexico, I really think that um, if you're not mingling with locals and you're not going to the small little street taco vendors and you're not going into the mercados, you're really missing the heart of what Mexico is. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. At the end of the day, travel is all about the people, the connections you make, uh, those experiences and memories. Not really about the checking off the items of the church no. you saw or the temple, <laughs> or the monument, or the beach. <laughs> definitely about those experiences that uh, really leave lasting, lasting memories. Uh, so Trina, tell us about um, your tour company. So you started about five years ago. Uh, tell us about how is it going? Uh, what, what made you come up with the idea? How did you come up with the name? And then uh, walk us through the journey of your tour company so far. And quite the journey. Um, in 2013, the idea kind of started in the back of my mind. And uh, honestly, I think that it was uh, just a matter of taking steps, which have led me to this. It wasn't ever an actual conscious decision that this is what I was going to do. But all of the steps, um, basically from the time I was 17 have led me to this point. Um, in 2013, I was not happy with my um, job that I had. I was, I wanted something where I could use my passions. Uh, my background is uh, Spanish, uh, what I went to college for, and I was in the middle of my master's degree uh, for clinical psychology, and just the process of going through that made me start questioning some of my own decisions and really got me to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm done. I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. It's time to put it into place, and so I was talking with some friends that were in Mexico and we kind of talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. Um, and then just little by little connections that I've made, um, people that I've been able to keep in touch with, people that have come into my life have really cemented this where now this year um, is the first year that I'm going to be actually offering the tours and the itineraries. I've been doing research um, to make sure that I'm familiar with the area that I have my niche down um, and kind of fine tuning and talking to people about what they need. So, uh, by the way, what's the name? Uh, tell us about the name of the company and how did you come up with that? Carencia is, um, it took me a long time. Well, you, I used to think, oh, it's going to be something around, you know, Logan Travel, something really generic. And I thought, I want something that's going to really talk about. So, Carencia is a word that means it's the place where you can be your true self and it can be anywhere in the anywhere it can be just inside yourself but is um the word carencia is a feeling and it's the feeling of this is where i'm my most authentic self it does that so i ran with it this year Awesome. I love the name there. Um, so uh, what are some of the different tours and itineraries uh, like walk us through a sample itinerary Oh, sure. Um, so 
what I would love to um, have as a sample itinerary is I'm going to have a group, a small group. I want it to be an intimate group. So six people, either people you know, or you can meet up with groups that are already put together. And you come in to San Miguel, you're picked up by um, one of my local drivers. They come and take you from the airport. You go into an Airbnb um, that's owned by a local. And um, you get up in the morning. You have breakfast together, a very traditional Mexican breakfast, maybe beans, rice, and eggs. That's pretty much the Mexican breakfast. Um, so we would have breakfast together. And then we would start our day out. And what I picture is that we would go to the marketplace, shop for locally grown foods that would be used for dinner in the evening. Um, then we set out for the day. And day one, walking downtown in San Miguel de Allende, very easygoing, laid back, meet up with some of my friends that are there, meet up with some local business owners, get to know them. Um, come back in the afternoon, have some downtime. You can be free to do whatever you want to do. If you want to go shop, I'll give you some recommendations. It's very important to um, continue with the culture of the siesta in the afternoons. So go downtown where the kind of action is and the Hardeen and have a welcome. Um, probably be some mariachis there, listen to some mariachis or some music. And um, that would be in front of the La Parroquia, which is a massive church that was built in the 1500s and finished in the 1800s. And you would finish by having a chef who is a local chef prepare your meal with you. And so you get to participate in that and learn all of the meals and learn uh, traditional cooking, everything from pre-Hispanic, Aztec recipes, all the way through to current uh, Mexican recipes. And each day would begin and end with that. Um, day two, an example would be going to the Rancho tour. There's a Rancheritas tour, which is um, benefiting local Otomi descendants who live in the outside edge of San Miguel de Allende. They um, are a group of women and their families, and they have put together this tour, and they welcome you to come in, and you learn about their daily life in the campo. Um, it's not something a tourist is going to get to see. You interact with them. You get to learn about um, their daily life and how they live, and they teach you some of the Otomi language that they've managed to keep uh, alive. And it, it, they live in a little village outside of San Miguel, which is close to the pyramids that their ancestors built. Um, day three would be um, an art tour. Possibly uh, I've got two artists that I'm talking to and they um, are interested in bringing you into their studio and doing some classes and helping you learn how to do Mexican art is painting and another one is possibly photography and the next day would be um so we're on about day four so day four i would say that you we would probably do something on another day tour um go to the pyramids in teotihuacan two or three hour drive from san miguel de allende outside of mexico city um spend the day reconnecting and, and learning about the history of 
the descendants of the people. You know, about the pyramids and the the reason that they were built and the history of them and um, learn little known facts about the fact that uh, one of the pyramids is actually starting to crumble, which is tragic, and what they're doing to try and save them. When you go back home, like, is there something you can do to help it? I really want to have that connection with the um, local people. Um, so then on like day five, I would say uh, on day five, we would go to Dolores Hidalgo, which would be a fantastic little place. Um, it's yeah. very quaint, very, um, very much smaller than San Miguel de Allende, but there are a lot of um, shops. And I've um, reached out to one owner who does a lot of export of Talavera tiles, which if you don't know, they're made of the clay of the earth. And he walks you through how the, he makes the tiles and how he makes the pottery. So you would get to see the whole process from beginning to end. And at the end of it, you would get to purchase a piece of it to take home that you could tell your family and friends that didn't get to go. That not only did you buy it like anyone else, you got to see the process and actually go through with it. And it becomes a part of you then. Sounds good. Anything else after that? Um, most people, I think, probably want like a day, uh, six to seven day. So I would like to keep one day open so that the group can just decide as a group what we want to do for the day. There are so many different options. San Miguel and the area outside are just tremendous. Um, one option would be to go to Guanajuato for a day. Uh, Guanajuato is a city that's uh, about an hour and a half away and um, we would take the famous uh, Callejón de Beso, which is if you kiss your partner in the street, you're destined to be together forever. And there's this wow. great story that goes along with it. So, uh, Awesome. And, uh, you, know, you know, you mentioned, obviously, food is a big part of the tour, uh, like it is as part of any travel, the gastronomy, the local cuisine. Uh, you know, most people who haven't been to Mexico yeah. know maybe tacos, burritos, Tex-Mex, nachos. Uh, what is... The <laughs> yeah, 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 I know you're shaking your head. So am I. Uh, well, what is some of the authentic local food in that region, Central Mexico and um, San Miguel de Allende? Sure. Um, in Central Mexico, you're going to get a lot of, um, if you go around the holidays, which I think would be fantastic if you went around Mexican Independence Day in September. Um, it's not Cinco de Mayo, unlike most people tend to think it's in September. And um, there's this amazing dish called nogales in and it's a, a chili that has a white cream sauce on top of it with pomegranate seeds. Uh, that's not something that you would get here in, in any other part of the world when you think of Mexican food. Um, you're not going to find nachos. You're going to find uh, corn tortillas that are made by hand, which you will get to do in um I'm working with a, a close, close family friend. Um, she's, I consider her to be my Mexican mom. Um, she walked my daughter through making handmade tortillas. And when I say handmade, grinding the corn, putting it together, making the masa, and then you get the tortilla. So um, nice. corn tortillas are huge. Um, tacos, tacos al pastor. Uh, they're not the tacos that you think of. It's usually soft shell with 
a meat, um, the, a lot of the pre-Hispanic uh, meals that I've recently come across. I, I've made contact with a chef who does all pre-Hispanic meals. So they're organic, um, a lot of vegetables and fruits. And that's what you'll see when we go to the marketplace too, is that it's, it's so healthy of a diet. Um, really. Awesome. Sounds amazing. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that people have a concern about when they go to Mexico or Central America, South America is the big safety factor. Um, so how do you uh, prepare people for not getting robbed, not getting mugged, uh, you know, uh, any tips for safety on the road? Um, that is the reason why I decided to focus on Central Mexico. There is for Central Mexico. It's an extremely safe area. I actually feel safer there than I do in some American cities that I've been in. Um, the U.S. government has no warnings for this area. Um, that being said, it is like anything else. Crimes can happen and crimes do happen. And uh, when I first started talking about doing this business, I was very fortunate that I was working um, with someone, a friend of mine that I knew who was a police officer. And uh, he spent his entire career as a police officer in San Miguel and uh, in, in the area around there. Um, so I was fortunate to be able to just get ideas from him on safety. Um, and I think it's important to look at safety from the Mexican viewpoint, not as a tourist. That being said, anywhere you go, I would say you're safer as a tourist than you are <laughs> as a Mexican national because uh, the government is very um, concerned with tourism. It's huge for them. So um, they're, they're very good about putting things in place um, to help tourists that are in need. Um, I've been at least six times, I would say, and stayed longer and longer each time. And I've never witnessed anything. I've never experienced anything. Um, the biggest thing that I have seen is uh, pickpocketing, which I can get that anywhere else that I go. New York City, Indianapolis, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Some great tips there. Um, you know, one of the other barriers to people traveling to Mexico or anywhere in Central South America is the language. A lot of people don't know Spanish and most of the locals don't know English. So obviously it's hard to connect with locals and that's the whole purpose of connecting uh, to travel is to connect with locals. So walk us through um, walk us through how people can handle that in terms of the lack of the language. Should they uh, bring a phrase book or Google Translate or rely on you to translate for them? Uh, walk us through the language and cultural differences and barriers. Um, I don't want for, I think that using a translator is great and it's necessary, um, but I think that it automatically puts up a little bit of a barrier and you don't get as good of a connection. So. Um, that being said, you will have to rely on an interpreter at some point. However, of my guests and my clients, I'm giving them basic Spanish leading up to your trip. So most people plan a trip at least six months out. Uh, during that six months, I'm going to be walking you through and giving you some little basic Spanish and little cheat cards that you can take with you just in case Internet's not great where you are and you don't want to use your data. This way you can use a little card, pull it out, and it'll have information. And there's lots of little tips. Like when you go shopping in the marketplace, um, if you don't know how to say something and you want to haggle on the price a little bit because you want to see if you can get a little bit cheaper, 
don't you don't have to rely on knowing the words. You can carry a pocket calculator with you or their phone and put the number in there, hand it to them. They're going to hand it back to you and they're going to tell you yes or no. Uh, you know, just little tricks like that that you learn after being there. The first time I went to San Miguel, I knew very, very little uh, Spanish. I was a first semester Spanish student after taking two semesters of French, and you learn how to function. And there's no better way to learn a language and and going in. Um, so the other thing we didn't cover was your uh, digital magazine that you're a part of. Uh, we uh, touched on that at the beginning, but if you want to walk us through, uh, what is that and how did you get involved with that? So I'm also the local editor for Life in San Miguel Allende. It's a digital magazine. Next month will be our first edition of the local San Miguel edition. I was um, contacted last month, uh, earlier this month actually, um, I was contacted by two people in Australia, Jody and John, and they are the owners, publishers of this global digital magazine. It's heart-based. It fits perfectly with what I'm doing. Um, I'm being able to give small owners in San Miguel de Allende a global voice. So I interview them. I talk to them. They can advertise in my local magazine. And then my local magazine gets added to all the other local magazines in other cities, such as South Africa has one city, Australia, of course. Um, there are, I think, maybe 15 um, cities right now that are involved in this, and we're expanding. And all of those people all over the world spread this digital magazine out. At, when it's published, we get it, and we spread it through social media. And so these small little businesses... I'm talking to them and learning about their passion and learning about the reason why they're doing it, similar to what you're doing. Great, because you get to see the person behind the brand. So it's just going to be fantastic for people that get to go to San Miguel with me um, to get to meet these owners that they'll be reading about in the magazine. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly why I do what I do, to uh, know the people behind the brand, behind the blog, behind the travels. Sometimes I, I interview a lot of travel bloggers, and you see them online, but then when they come on the show, because we do video and audio, you really get to know their personality and get to know them on a much deeper level than you would just by reading their bio or their about page on uh, the website. Uh, so to end off here, um, you know, how can people connect with you, both about the uh, tour that they're interested to find out more and also about the digital magazine? Sure. So you can uh, find my tour company on Facebook. It's um, Cadencia Travel Consulting and Tours. And you can find me on Facebook at um, just it's under my name, Trina Logan. Um, it's T-R-E-N-I-A-L-O-G-A-N. Uh, Cadencia is Q-U-E-R-E-N-C-I-A. And then my magazine is Life Grid. San Miguel de Allende. Um, we have a page for it as well, so that's how you can find me. Awesome, and I'll have those links below so people doesn't don't have to look on Google. They can just click through right on Great. YouTube watching this, and on audio you can uh, actually click through on the show notes. So uh, Trina, thanks again. Yeah, you've definitely been super inspiring. Um, uh, even for me, wanting to go to Mexico, uh, you've actually wet my appetite, literally. Oh yay! <laughs> I can't wait. I'm looking forward to taking you around and showing you. <laughs> there you go. So uh, thanks again for your time, and uh, best of luck with the tour company, and hopefully we'll see you somewhere down the road, maybe in Mexico.
All right, great. I would love that. Uh, looking forward to it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're very welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, so once again, everyone, uh, make sure you check out Trina's website. They'll be down below. And uh, make sure you ask her some questions. I um, mean, she has a wealth of knowledge about all things Mexico and especially about Central Mexico and SME, San Miguel de Allende. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we teach you how to travel the world. And also, we do destination episodes such as this one, specifically focused on Mexico. So happy travels, everyone. We'll catch you in the next episodes.